Okay, so do you ever wonder why you do things that you wish you wouldn't do and say things that, well, you wish you hadn't said? Today, rewilding the subconscious to live our best lives in three, two, one. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings, unwavering kinetic believers. Welcome back. I'm Stephen Canyon. Glad you could join us. Email address is kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com if you've got any questions or comments. stephencanyon.com is the website. Well, greetings to you, Miss Meg. Greetings, sir. Uh, I want to talk about the power of programming ourselves today. Okay, sounds good. We all are kind of in the situation to do just that, aren't we? Yeah, I think I think isolation agrees with you. Yeah, reprogramming much? <laughs> <laughs> We're all reprogramming right now, so let's make it count. You know, I was thinking you actually began uh, programming your subconscious to play the violin when you were how old? Three. So I feel, well, I hesitated because That's I'm thinking. That's a big number, isn't it? Three. <laughs> I hesitated because I thought, well, uh, technically my mom was the culprit for that reprogramming. I mean, I wasn't the like. culprit? Well, I mean, I wasn't three years old going, I must play. I must, I must be a violinist. No, but that's what happened though, right? It is, right? yeah. Yeah, totally. well, how did you do this? Oh, wow. Um, you mean the method or what? Well, sure. I mean, d- yeah. yeah, well, because we're going to talk about the programming of the subconscious mm-hmm. and how we reprogram by rewilding ourselves okay. today. And so I just think you're learning to play at the age of the big age of three <laughs> is a great example of, you know, at that formidable age yeah. of inputting information that sort of became okay yeah so um at that age especially because it's such a young age they don't give you a real violin to start they give you something shaped like a violin it's probably a stick with something taped to the end of it and to make sure you don't destroy the the real thing um so you use that for about a year okay but now wait a minute even though it's a stick with something taped to the end of it, mm-hmm. in your three-year-old mind, you were visualizing this as an instrument. Oh, absolutely, because you learn how to hold it mm. and how to take care of it and, and how you're going to be playing. And so, yeah, it's sort of a prop that you begin with, and then and then you move into the real thing. And so what were you doing with the stick? Um, putting it under your chin, putting mm-hmm. your left hand up where you would be putting your fingers on the fingerboard and practicing... Uh, your bow hold with the bow and there's a lot of tape involved so they sort of make these little these little taped up things for you to put your fingers in just to it's and it is a very unnatural way of holding something so you're sort of like engineering your body around it and so while you're learning to hold this stick you're watching the teacher with a real violin Put it under there. Is that how it worked? Yeah. And they would put it, okay, so you were imagining yourself doing what you're seeing. Yes. Yeah, so it was very hands-on. So mm-hmm. she would show me how to do it with my violin, and then she would do it with hers as well, and we would sort of go through these repetitions together. Fascinating. Yeah. And so you were learning to play the violin with a stick by imagining, thinking, by observing and yes. watching. Yeah. And all, and then the, the mind, the subconscious uh-huh. was taking in the information and yes. forming these, the ability within you by wrapping myelin. Oh, right. Yeah, definitely through repetition. And, and just a disclaimer, so if you are older, if you're six or something, maybe older than five or six, you get a real violin. Um, that's only because you're so young. They don't think that you'll not smash it. 
But then even with a real violin, you're still imagining the ability to play it bef- long before you have the ability yes, to, you do a to lot play of, the violin. And actually for a long time, you you don't even put your bow on the string. So you do a lot of, you know, how to hold your bow, how to hold the violin. You're sort of sculpting your body to even get used to the idea of playing. And so then there's repetition. And you yes. kept doing this, and you were mm-hmm. practicing it, and you're working on yeah. this every day, doing this repetition, the same thing over yes. and over lots, and over, lots of repetition. Lots of repetition, yes. And so today, Megan is a world-class violinist, by the way. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. My favorite musician. Oh, thank you. You, you play it like you can walk, oh. and uh, and it shows. I but, love the violin, and I am thankful that that's the instrument that was chosen at that early age, because I do love it. It really, I've always thought it really mimics the, the human voice, and it, it it's one of the most expressive instruments so i'm deeply grateful to mm, be able to play early experiences it. so the subconscious and that's what we're talking about today is an, mm. a, such a powerful tool for us and we actually have the ability to go back and rewild the subconscious to where it is a benefit to us because you know just like you're learning something as positive as playing the violin at such a young age There are also many negative experiences that some will have that stay with them that's imprinted in the subconscious. Mm. Well, like you said, it's all about the repetition, um, and and it can manifest in many different ways. So that's that's interesting that that bore itself out. Right, but then the negative influences that someone may have then ends up actually being a haunt, Mm. something that they can carry with them that just raises its ugly head at the most inopportune times. Well, it's funny you said that because I actually, um, when I was about... Ooh, maybe 15, I got my first, I, I, I hate to call it a legit teacher, but you sort of move into this higher level of playing. And so the teacher you grew up with, you really, they can't take you further. And so I remember getting that teacher for the first time and there were about three things that had to be, he, as he said, undone. Oh, so I had to relearn some, some different things. So that's, you had to rewild your subconscious in order to difficult. perfect yourself. And yes. it's a difficult thing that only comes again through the repetition of practice in and re- going in the other direction. Yeah, yeah. Today, the power of rewilding the subconscious, which is just like you're saying, reprogramming the subconscious. Mm. And that's how we unbecome negative energetics that have become us. Or more simply put, just things that we don't want to do. Yeah. anymore by choice and that is the best way to do it you recognize a practice something that it's just a knee-jerk response to life in Mm -hmm. some way and you're going gosh why do i keep saying this the thing i don't want to say or responding to people in this way or why is it that when i go out to eat and somebody says you want some more corn i i think they just are saying that i'm fat well, that's not what they're saying. They just thought you might like some more corn. Knee-jerk reactions, negative responses. When I really like that you're setting up this topic from this perspective of, you know, hey, yes, talking about something, that's healthy and that's great. But then at some point, we do have to put in the work. We do have to put in the repetition. And I love that that um, angle, that reprogramming angle. And, you know, something It's recognizing that this is something we can do. Mm. Aren't you thankful for that? I am so grateful that we have the tools and kinetic belief is certainly a method for unbecoming the undesirables. And, you know, when asked, most people are not living the life that they've always wanted to live. And most have actually settled for the average that's been expected for them and so consequently by them. 
if others are expecting an average existence for someone, typically that's, you know, they'll do the same thing, fall right in line. Well, if that's the thing that everybody else is expecting me to do, I guess that's just what I'm going to expect of myself. And it's very hard to think outside that box because we only know what we know. We only see what we can see. And so, I mean, I think that's why a lot of times, for example, when we're trying to choose, uh, what do we want to do after high school? Do we go to college? Do we pursue this career? Do we pursue a passion? It's very difficult to make those decisions and feel like you're making the right one because you're, just your opportunities feel limited. There's so much you don't know. Well, I can remember in high school going and talking to a career counselor who was so inadequately equipped to counsel any of us kids on our careers. You know, a, a true, a real life coach counselor is able to recognize your giftings and the aptitude and to help you drill down into the unique purpose that you were created and the reason that you're here. Well, certainly back in the day I was in, the time I was in high school, I don't want to say they didn't exist, but they sure weren't in my sphere of influence. I know, you were like, like, do I I drive a horse-drawn carriage or do I, am I going to be a blacksmith? What are you saying? They didn't have horse-drawn carriages yet. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> that was oh, after my yet. time. Right. <laughs> You're so funny. Uh-huh. No, look, the, the kinetic <laughs> belief approach to redesigning our lives requires that we reprogram our mindsets. Well, how do we do this? What's the practical way of reprogramming our knee-jerk reaction to life? Well, the steps involved lead to enlightenment. But I'm going to tell you that the process in of itself is, it's, it's fun. You, we started today's podcast, you saying, you know, you got to put in the work. Mm. And that is so true. But you know, work can be a delight. Yes. And it's worth the process when yeah. it's the right kind of work. And I guess the right word would be maybe action. Because work, you're right, it does denote a negativity. Work in the sense of a kinetic believer or someone that's using the law of attraction to manifest their best life. We're just moving toward the thing that we're hoping to receive. Mm. And that's our work. This is a work that doesn't come with sorrow. Mm. It's a work that's not by the proverbial sweat of the brow. It's fun and it's a delight to do it. And we do it through gratitude. And it's certainly empowering. And it's by all means freeing when we operate and we mm-hmm. put in the work. Right. You know, as, as I was thinking about today's topic also, the thing that kept coming to my mind is the sense of worthiness, worthiness, feeling worthy of living the life that you would desire to live. Worthiness has so much to do with what most will actually manifest in their lives. And a sense of worthiness, in, in other words, condemnation or guilt leads to disbelief which is the opposite of belief. Worthiness leads to belief. I believe I'm worthy. Well, now all of a sudden you're in, you're centered within that place to be able to believe for the thing that you're hoping to see. Mm. So it is vital that we rewild ourselves from negative beliefs regarding what we believe we do or do not deserve. You needed to rewild yourself away from the practiced way of playing your violin when you were 15 years old. And it was developed from a belief that that's the way you play the violin. Well, and you're giving us such an important key here and really an important jumping off point because before you even begin the reprogramming, you're basically telling us, okay, what, what are you, how are you positioning yourself? You know, what, what's your posture before you even start? Because that's just as important as, as the reprogramming. I love that. Sure. Well, you know, and until we've dealt with a lifetime of negative influencers and depending on your age, 
certainly. I, I might have more to deal with on a regular basis. If I were just beginning today, then you may have um, <laughs> at your bright young age, <laughs> Megan. But you know, seriously, you know, and here's the thing. We don't have to deal with each one individually. And that's the beauty of the process of rewilding our subconscious is that there is a broad stroke way to take care of the healing process and, un, and, and rewilding some of the things that were um, – ancient uh, knowledge mm-hmm. or passed down from generation to generation or just instilled us uh, and, and into us, either from bullies, negative influencers, information, skinning your knee, falling down, um, you know, things that cause physical pain, mental pain, or emotional pain, mm-hmm. negative energetics. We can take care of all of them through the process. Well, that's very true that as you get older and as you as you learn these truths and live these truths, that a lot of that negativity, in a sense, you feel like it's naturally taken care of, um, sort of the macro versus the micro that you talk about all the time. So some things will just be naturally taken care of, but then we always have those little really, really deep-rooted seeds that require this reprogramming that you're talking about. Well, and until we've dealt with that lifetime of negative influencers, you know, actually, uh, and I'm thinking most people actually have a vague idea regarding what they think they deserve in life when mm-hmm. asked, mm-hmm. you know, what That's do you good. deserve? Because True. deserve all of, all of a sudden immediately puts you on one side or the other of either a good thing or a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I deserve this, which means I must not deserve that. Wow. So we've got to be so careful when we start thinking of things that we believe that we deserve due to the negative influencers that have yet to be dealt with. Life just drifts along these paths that the subconscious will set for us based on this uh, inner, inner belief, these energetics that are positive or negative that we emotionally respond to. It's like being... Uh, out on a sailboat and the rudder is nothing but an emotion and you're turning to the left and to the right and you're just going the way that you feel like you should be going. And so most will go through life this way, unknowingly, that actually we can control our paths by creating uh, these thought forms and holding on to these higher ideas of self to determine what, you know what, this is going to be my article of faith. This is my motivation for life. And I can choose my path. And I don't have to live by the way that I feel or emotionally respond to situations. Well, what an important uh, point we're making here that that your what you believe you deserve is going to be directly tied to how you reprogram and how you move forward, which is obviously completely wrapped up in your identity, how you see yourself. If you see yourself as lowly and broken and damaged goods, there's zero chance that you're going to think you deserve very much. Without the rewilding process, you are going to absolutely be responding to the subconscious leads uh, and, and directives and guides that come out just innately and mm-hmm. automatically according to you know whatever you're going through in life. And that was, yeah, and that was such a good um, analogy with the rudder and how that's your it's just like your emotions because it's so easy when you say it like that to understand how your emotions can keep you in this circular uh, cycle just this cycle of life and you're just going round and round and you're passing the same things and you're doing the same things over and over and over again really going nowhere making no linear progress 
Well, it's vital that we understand the rewilding process of the subconscious. Mm -hmm. That is such a huge part of it and that we do have control of it. We've got a console and we have the controls at hand that we can deal with this thing daily. Vincent, I just want to thank you for sending in the email in your, I think you're in the Netherlands. Yeah, Vincent is in Amsterdam. Great question. Great email. Look, the mindset, the conscious thoughts are developed in everyone, really, to justify subconscious impulses which lead to frustration, which ask then, why is this happening to me? Why is this bad thing happening to me? In other words, unknowingly and due to subconscious programming, a lot of people manifest and attract to their lives the substance of ancient beliefs, maybe formed when we were children, many passed down from generation to generation. Um, But the habitual circular way of experiencing life for most people without the rewilding process in order to... become undomesticated regarding the negative influence programming, people will start thinking that, you know, they deserve better. And when you think that you deserve better, which is a knee-jerk reaction, you just all of a sudden you think one day, gosh, you know what? My life sucks like it is. And I just believe I deserve better than this. And then what most people will do when they have that unction of, of motivation, I deserve better. They'll start working harder and trying to uh, become better for a short while. But then something happens. You either run out of energy, you run out, of, you run into resistance, whatever it is. And people like that will just fall back into alignment with negative expectations just as soon as something doesn't work out according to their best wishes. This happens frequently in careers, uh, relationships, finances, health. All of these things within within the expectations of the overall sense of well-being, all of these, what I call reconnects, are just manifestations that are resulting from the justifications expressed within the inner dialogue of the consciousness in alignment with experiential observations of the subconscious. In other words, we're creating thought forms that will align with the negative energetics of the subconscious. We're creating um, these, this inner dialogue, this run on of, of, of thoughts and sentences. And we're having these conversations that are trying to align to justify why we feel bad about something. One of my favorite things about what you're telling us, this idea that you can reprogram the subconscious with the mind, it really makes me think about something we, we discussed in a podcast a, a while back. And it was this idea of Olympians uh, perfecting their, um, their sport through meditation and through mentally wrapping those, those neurons and those nerves with, with myelin and through that thought repetition. Because a lot of times we're told that this is going to require work. This is going to, you know, physical exertion and day to day in and out. And I just love this idea that this can happen all intrinsically, all within. Um, you know, we started by talking about the violin. And it's funny because the way that I learned violin, a lot of sort of purist violinists would say that it was cheating because I would memorize. They're just jealous. Well, you know, it's interesting because I would memorize any new song. I would memorize it by listening to a track first before I ever saw the music. Mm -hmm. So that's also how I learned to play by ear, but I would play it in my mind before I ever knew how to play it. Mm -hmm. And so it actually made you, gave you this ability 
to play things much faster and to get through it quicker. And so I love that we're you're sort of overlaying those concepts with this idea of reprogramming because, you know, let's just get it done. Let's just fix that subconscious so that we can move on and move into this life that we're dreaming of. We have to reprogram. We've got to rewild the subconscious in order to live our best lives, in order to, to attract great wealth, in order to um, be perfectly healthy and optimistically happy and joyous. It's so vital because, look, the only obstacle to anyone attracting anything that they should hope for, imagine, or desire is always going to be the resistance. Those resisting, uh, resistant negative energetics are located within the subconscious. Mm, yes. That's where they are. If you, can, if you could start with a clean slate as a one-year-old <laughs> and perfectly program that child um, and be there with them, e- even, even in the most perfect atmosphere for working with this child in the uh, negative energetics and possibilities of those existing in this world, that child would still be able to pick up on and create and develop um, negative uh, thought forms and hold on to those to where mm-hmm. imprints in the subconscious. So even in the most perfect uh, utopia, on this planet, because these energetics exist, some things will attach. For example, you could live on an island and you just fall and skin your knee and develop a negative thought pattern for you know a stony path that you might trip and fall on. Well, and it's, it's an interesting point that you make many, many times over that really sort of the default setting of the world that we live in is negativity. And so that positive source energy... Um, it's always going to be the choice. It's always going going to be the thing that we need to choose, that we have to pursue. You, we don't just wake up, you know, full of serotonin coursing through <laughs> our brains and just magically, deliriously happy. Every well, I guess maybe some people you're you're sort of like that, but <laughs> not well, all of us but, are like you know, that. And, but that's the inertia. That's the beauty of inertia and the kinetic <laughs> energy of belief is yeah. that the more you do this and practice it, the easier it does become. Mm-hmm. But we need that momentum in order to stay there. Okay, so how does the kinetic believer take active control of their subconscious in order to redirect their highest viewpoints from manifesting the unique, one-of-a-kind life masterpiece that you were meant to be? And I love that you just said take control because that's something that I think all of us feel like you know, as, especially as you get older and you just realize what life is really all about, you almost feel like you have less and less and less control. And so getting that, that concept that we really can control our thoughts. And that means that you're controlling yourself. Your identity, do, that's right. And it, it feels good. Sure. It feels fantastic. So how do we feel fantastic? Mm-hmm. How do we feel good? How do we take control? How do we do this? All of us, each one of us, we have the ability to reprogram our subconscious, to rewild our subconscious through the mindset designs that we choose for life in agreement with our original purpose, alignment with the ideas which manifest joy, the expression of unique passions and total fulfillment. Look, every human being has the ability to at any point in life and, and I mean, regardless of your past circumstances, regardless of, of our age or place in life, every single person has the ability to rewild the subconscious. The mind is the key access point for rewilding ourselves, according to the original genius of purpose, 
for perfected completion. In other words, if we want to absolutely live the life that we deserve from the centering of our purpose, it takes absolute commitment and resolve for a purposeful new mindset and determination. Look, it's not what's possible in our lives that makes a difference. It's what we will do that makes a difference. I can sit here and, and tell you every day, all day, all the time that, um, you know, it's possible to do anything that you want to do in life. It's, it's possible for you to be, become wealthy. It's possible for you to always be healthy and strong and vibrant and, and all of those wonderful, magnificent things. I can tell you that all the time, but it will not make a difference. It's what you do with that information that makes a difference. Mm. What we will do day in and day out not once or twice. The thought forms that we choose by journaling our highest viewpoints is, is kind of like choosing to put our hands on the steering wheel of a car. The engine, let's just say the engine is like the subconscious of the car. The steering wheel being the consciousness. And it's what we do with the consciousness or the steering wheel that ultimately makes a difference regarding our destination. The, the best time to take back control of our thoughts, of our expectations, of our subconscious pursuits, and, and set our expectations on something better is right now. And, and it's during this, actually during this worldwide appointed downtime, kinetic believers are seeing this moment as one of recalibration. Something, uh, a phrase that you used that I, that I thought was really interesting is that you said the mind is going to be the access point for reprogramming, which I thought was fascinating because I think we, at least I do, a lot of times I innately, I think, feel like the access point is something in the physical because our world is physical. We're, we're living by the senses many times. That's sort of the default, again, the default setting. So I love that, that phrase that you said, that the mind is the access point for all of this. And yes, it will flow through and it will manifest into the physical, but that's not where it necessarily begins. Our creator is brilliant. What a genius. Mm. Infinite, <laughs> infinite God, wisdom. God's a genius. Yes. He gave us the ability to choose. Yeah. Choice. None of us are victims. We might like to think we are so that we can not take responsibility for whatever. But none of us are victims, not really. And we can all do something about something by making different choices, believing differently thinking differently and talking, speaking differently and acting differently than what we've been accustomed to, than what our subconscious is directing us to do by throwing out errant feelings and emotions that will cause us to strike back or to do stupid things or to not be motivated and not do something that we know we should be doing mm -hmm. and to avoid the, the difficult things because we just don't like to do those. And so we, we, we put our hands to the things that we like to do and avoid and procrastinate and the other things, whatever, all this stuff mm -hmm. really comes down to choices. Um, and I have an interesting question here about the, the reprogramming, this rewilding process, because um, you've really got me thinking about violin today by <laughs> taking oh, me good. through that process. Um, and it was it's really interesting because I actually taught violin when I was in college. And it was just amazing to me how I could teach 
a child so much in, in a little 30 minute lesson and then they would have their homework supposed you know to do every single day then they would come back and sometimes they had done nothing during the week and it was sort of funny to me because they would have the knowledge they remembered what I told them at the last lesson but there was no growth there was no change because they didn't implement it they didn't practice it every single day and so I'm wondering what is the practice representation of this process? Is that daily meditation? Is that um, solely journaling? How is that, you know, what is the daily practice, mm-hmm. that set aside time where you're really saying, you know what, I'm practicing this new skill because without that, we have the knowledge, but nothing nothing comes, is fruitful, nothing sure. manifests. Sure, yeah, the practice of it. So, okay, we all have the ability to make choices. And the, the willful thoughts in the consciousness, that is our access point to the subconscious. Rewilding is the process of reprogramming the subconscious. And the, the purposeful design that we create with clarity is the process of overcoming emotional reactions and decisions that were steeped in those emotions. And so the practical, how do we do this? The, the, the way that we communicate with the subconscious is, and, and to do it vividly in order to create active thought forms from and recreate those and to, to, to read and check some of those and start reconstructing them from previous experiences, both positive and negative. Unchecked, and why is this important? It's because, look, unchecked, then a person's just going to be led their entire life without making decisions that have been based on negative subconscious programming. So the, the answer to your question is this. The more journaling that we put into the process of imaginations, expectations, thoughts, words, and actions, the more detail that we lay out on purpose for our lives, the more powerful and stronger the attraction becomes for our vision to manifest. What's happening? We are purposefully creating a subconscious blueprint by subjectively choosing beliefs that are necessary to attract our vision into reality. Reprogramming the subconscious, rewilding the subconscious, begins with the belief sequences that are in alignment with the cognitive decision of what we want right now. And what we desire in the future, focus on that, meditate on that. The kinetic believer's roadmap is the direction for the mindset that we adhere to and rely on for directing ourselves into our future. And we see it done in the present tense. Energetics flow where focus goes. Our energetics will flow where our focus goes. Momentum follows focus. Any of you that rides a motorcycle uh, or even a bicycle, you, you probably know what I'm talking about. Riding down the road, if, if you focus on a tree that's next to the road, <laughs> then the, the bike or the motorcycle tends to begin going in that direction. When I would, we were out riding uh, you and I on the Harley, and uh, you, you say something to me, and I'll turn around and kind of and, and say, what? <laughs> and what would happen? The bike would start to drift a little bit. And I go, never mind. And I said, why, do, why do you want me to never mind? <laughs> no, all that. But yeah. it's, it goes where you're looking. And so you learn as a, as a rider of a bike to look at, at a point down the road that you want the bike to travel in. Well, it's the exact same way with the energy of life. The purposeful meditation and focus on desire creates the energetics for manifesting in alignment with the kinetic belief. 
And there's repetition in that, like you're saying. You're building up that that uh, that habit, that mental, spiritual, subconscious habit. Repetition, it's sustainment in that. It's a continuous pattern of of desire. Continue. Mm-hmm. You're 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 not you're revisiting that, but you're staying mindful. There's a mindset in that. There's a meditative approach to that, and it's done daily. This is a daily pursuit. You cannot do this once. We we are. Um, uh, we're woke. <laughs> we are. We are awake. We are alive, and we are thinking at all times. And so, to to allow ourselves to go in these wayward, um, uh, <laughs> accidental ways is always ends up being disastrous. So, stay woke. <laughs> Have you been hanging out with millennials again? Uh, you Steve? just you. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean by woke? I'm just kidding. Oh, man. Uh, you know, and there's something really beautiful, too, um, about what you're describing, because the nature, the very nature of a habit means that it really denotes that it's actually easier to do the habit when you're not even thinking about it. And so this idea that we can create a subconscious so full of good, positive energy habits that it almost becomes easier to not even think about it after the habit's established. I just think that's a beautiful picture because that means that's your identity, it's your DNA, it's part of who you are, it's not this, you know, laborious thing. I mean, because just think about somebody who's trying to get in shape and and at some point they run the four minute mile. I mean, at what point do they say, okay, this is my identity and I'm an athlete? Or do they always feel like they're trying to, you know, get unbecome the person they were? So it's just an interesting concept, this idea of, of the subconscious habits. And it's a really beautiful picture. Yeah, it's the imagination and it's the desire. And you're creating these highest viewpoints for thought forms and just working out, for example. Um, you know, you can take this skinny kid that's going into the gym that wants to look like, uh, what's the, the actor, The Rock? Yeah. Okay, when he goes to the gym, in order to really perfect his body in the manner that he wants to, he's probably got some some pictures of The Rock up in his bedroom at home. Probably, And he's yeah. got, you know, posters of the guy mm-hmm. and working out in the gym and all those things. And so when he goes into the gym now, what he starts doing is he's imagining himself being The Rock. Mm-hmm. So he, as The Rock, is in the gym working out. Not uh, not the, the, the little skinny kid. Right. The, ki- the little kid, kid's not in there working out. So even when he's looking in the mirror, yeah. he's imagining the form and the discipline of the rock in his mind. The mindset's changing. What's happening? He's rewilding the subconscious to have the imagery of the thing that he's wanting to become and attract into his life to manifest. And that really gives you the idea that you will legitimately become the thing that you're desiring to be in your mind long before it manifests. That's where it happens first. Holistically, always holistically approaching whatever the desire is. You know, well, a few rewilding questions would be this. You know, first of all, what do you want to manifest in your personal life? Um, financially, what do you want to feel like it uh, and for it to look like physically? What would you want it to look like? How do you see and imagine your emotional integrity and your strength to appear? What about your business? How big is it? How involved do you want to be in your business? All of these are the kinds of questions that you've got to answer when you begin the rewilding process. Make the decision that, you know what, you're not willing to settle for anything less and you're not willing to live the way that you're living right now. That's not aligned with your best desires. So set your manifesting journaling sites on exactly 
what you holistically desire and begin casting down negative energetics that just don't agree with your desire. Whatever it is, don't make any excuses. Don't make any exceptions. Don't sell yourself short. Don't quit. Don't stop. Don't cave in. And by doing this again and again and again with repetition, like Megan, you're talking about over and over again and again, practicing, 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 seeing yourself in that position, moving toward the thing you're hoping to manifest, maintaining those articles of faith that you've been journaling. You've committed yourself to follow through with your manifesting journal. And then the consistency of your unwavering thoughts begin to work consistently and regularly to reconstruct the, well, the, the myelin in your brain. It's rewrapping the, the synapses. It's reconstructing your thought processes so that it becomes second nature to you. It's like catching that second wind of life. And then the repetition of your thought forms begin to work to reprogram your subconscious. And this is the way of life for the kinetic believer, by the way. And at first, you know what, it does take more effort. And you do have to put in the work. But, you know, and probably work is not the right word for it, but you got to put it in. And so we're breaking down all of those habitual thought forms that are constructed from subconscious programming. And, you know, it's interesting because we talk about these things all the time. You know, we've done over a hundred podcasts now. We've had these conversations. You've taught us all these things. And yet it's so interesting to me how I need to hear it again and again and again and even from a new perspective or a new direction or whether it's reprogramming or this angle of kinetic belief or that angle it's you know not just the doing not just the action of reprogramming but hearing it over and over and over again which really denotes just immersing yourself in this information making sure that the information coming in is the majority of it is is kinetic belief that it's what you're trying to to get into yourself to get into your spirit and we all need to hear this over and over again and again because like you said earlier that is the default energetic of planet earth it's Mm -hmm. negative and so if it's always going in the other direction you can't do this once and then get up tomorrow with this the sun out and the birds are singing and everything is all right from now on no right. this is a way of life you're so right the earth the world the natural world it has a very real current to it and if we do, if we stop paddling or or kicking and moving in the opposite direction we, we're swept away well because we have the genius of purpose and the ability to actually think and make decisions and choices thank goodness that, that's right so we can <laughs> check we can be we can be checking each one of our thoughts regarding the energetics that they're producing mm-hmm. and we can cast down the negative ones the thought forms that and cast those down that to work to reprogram it rewild the subconscious according mm-hmm. to the better thought the good thought the desired thought well and it's 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 fascinating to me too that really the first step of all this is acknowledging what you just said that we even have that choice that we even are beings that can choose the good life or the negative life because i think we many of us the way that we're brought up is a very sort of baseline knowledge way of living and so to even understand that we're not victims to this and that we can choose and we can choose who what our identity is and our destiny and our desires it's like you always tell us the power of awareness power of awareness and that's such a power of awareness is such a vital thing for understanding and that's where most wisdom is Mm. located look here's one of Mm. the, the the first things that anyone wanting to live their best life, can do immediately. And we've been talking about choosing our thoughts. 
But here's the next step of this. Look, the subconscious mind works by continuously absorbing information that we're perceiving from outside influences. Whether we're thinking about it or not, we've been thinking about cognitively changing our, our thought patterns. But now let's just talk about input. It's like um, data. It's absorbing information, mm-hmm. absorbing information. The information's processed in forms that communicate instinctively how we should react, behave, and, and even think about something. For example, our eyes and our ears are windows to the soul. You don't have to think about something to be programming the subconscious Mm. through the mere fact of observation in quantum physics. It's been proven that just by observing something, you change it. Well, just think about music. You can listen to one piece and you feel deeply depressed and then another piece and you're lifted. It's affecting you and it's affecting you on the subconscious level. Yes, Yes. So when we permit ourselves to read and listen to negative information, when we permit ourselves to, to consider, to observe negative news, toxic news, interact with toxic people, engage with social media that's toxic and negative, those things have a profound effect on our subconscious and most often without us even knowing it. So the first thing that a kinetic believer does when uh, taking back the reins of life from the subconscious is to purposefully begin reprogramming our consciousness for success. Mm -hmm. Now, why is this important? It's because impulses of energetics from our subconscious mind is constantly communicating directives as choices for us to believe or not to believe, to act on or not uh, act on. And those that are led by emotions and feelings don't even make a choice. They just act according to the strongest emotion. Well, and what you're really telling us, too, is is that we, if you are allowing these negative source energy um, subconscious influencers to come in, you're just creating more work for yourself, as if we don't have enough to do already. You know, let's just pile on the negativity without even realizing it. And Megan, I've talked to so many people that are deceived where this is concerned, and they'll say, well, Stephen, I know better. <laughs> you know, I, I can go and, and, and watch the, the horror movie the most worst the, the the worst thing possible for my soul mm-hmm. and it's not going to affect me because i know right from wrong you're deceived the subconscious is does not have any morality it doesn't know right from wrong it's just receiving information and impulses mm-hmm. and where you're going to have to deal with that if you even deal with it is going to be in the the consciousness mm-hmm. and the 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 level of cognitive reasoning and thinking so it's going to you're going to be wrestling those dragons, uh, 24-7, depending on how much you're allowing that to be inputted through the, the windows to the soul. Well, and like you're telling us, there's a very real process to accomplishing the subconscious reprogramming that you that you want to accomplish. And so, it, again, sort of like the, the working out analogy, you, you mentioned the rock. Um, if you eat five pizzas and 10 boxes of donuts and then go to the gym, you're making it a lot harder on yourself. You could eat healthy to fuel that journey and make it easy on yourself and fill yourself up with with nutrients and light and love and self-love. And so, again, I love this concept that that you can make it really difficult to succeed in this in your subconscious reprogramming, or you can make it really easy got to do the the entire part of it and that's a great analogy though Megan you talk about somebody working out I've known so many people I've known guys for example that would just love bread eat bread just devour bread and go to the gym and work out and they were huge 
um, big guys and sure. they wanted to be cut and built, but they were just big and heavy from eating all the bread and working out. They're strong, but they were missing the, the illusion of what they wanted to represent themselves as being mm-hmm. because they didn't have the diet with the, the, the workout. Right. So the end goal um, you have to be mindful of how you're getting there and what your route is and what the quickest way to that final destination. Well, and you stay in a really round-robin way of life. If yeah, you are yeah. not protecting the gateways to the subconscious mm-hmm. and you're working on and you're trying to be do the work of a kinetic believer, but you're still allowing yourself mm-hmm. to uh, to partake of negative, toxic energetics, and it's going to... Well, one, you know, one step forward, two steps backward. You're going to continue to diminish mm-hmm. as long as you are consuming and aligning yourself with uh, those negative energetics. And probably for me, the best uh, test about what is truly in my subconscious is always those few minutes right before I'm going to sleep. Because sometimes it's filled with all these beautiful things and beautiful thoughts. And then other times it's just filled up with every stupid thing I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's you not, know, <laughs> can't be just a couple though, right? <laughs> right. That goes on for hours. But, <laughs> no. but, you know, but it is interesting because there are ways for us to realize and illuminate the, the things that are currently in the subconscious that we are working to replace. We are so programming the subconscious right before we go to sleep at night. Look, oh, yeah. if you are one to consume the news and lay there at night before you go to sleep on your phone, reading all of this stuff before you go to sleep, that's the that's one of the first things you can do that would be most beneficial to you attracting and manifesting your best life is to stop that practice and stop it right now. Mm -hmm. Don't consume those things anymore. Look, the way of life for the kinetic believer is to work at reprogramming our minds according to our manifesting journals by remembering that choice is power. We surround ourselves with people that celebrate and champion and edify us on purpose. People who are also positive by choice. And we intentionally seek out videos and books, even music, Megan, like you're talking about, that just lifts us up and serves to empower us. And then over time, through it's through the willful process of controlling our emotions, choosing our responses, controlling the input of information, that we find out our subconscious begins to become more positive and encouraging and a helpmate to us in that... Um, And those negative energetics just begin to diminish. And it's by willfully choosing to align our thoughts with our words and actions continuously that the process of rewilding the subconscious mind to become undomesticated from negative energetics begins to become more thorough and perfected. This is vital. Look, remember that it has been proven time and again that our subconscious minds absorb reprogramming through the rewilding process far better when we are in a relaxed state. Mm. Use music. Remove yourself from the noise of the world and the subjective reality of others. Remove all of the stressors and retreat into a relaxed state by intentionally uh, triggering alpha brain waves to absorb. Here's the good news. The subconscious mind is subjective. In other words, no one has to remain a victim to pass uh, negative influencers. Nobody does. I don't care how big of a bully they were or what happened to you or didn't happen, what they said about you or didn't say. That None of that matters. The subconscious mind 
doesn't think or reason independently. It just merely obeys the commands that it receives from our conscious mind. The conscious mind, it's like a gardener who's simply planting seeds. Our subconscious is like the garden or fertile soil where the seeds are, are being planted and they germinate and grow. Now, most people will allow any old gardener just to come along and choose whatever seeds they want to sow into your garden. The kinetic believer fearlessly falls unconditionally in love with their garden, so much so that we decide on each and every seed that we will from now on allow to be sown into our garden. We also begin each day by rewilding our garden back to its original purpose to grow into the beautiful dynamic spectacle that it was originally meant to be. And so we get in there and we start pulling up these weeds and all this stuff that's in there that we don't want growing in our subconscious anymore. We have the ability to discern that. We replace then negative thoughts with positive thoughts. And we remove doubt and frustration by not allowing negative thoughts to linger in our consciousness any longer. Remember, you know, negative thoughts are like birds. You cannot stop them from flying over your head, but you can certainly prevent them from building a nest in your hair. Earl Nightingale said that whatever we plant in our subconscious mind and nourish with repetition and emotion will one day become a reality. How true that is. Let's work on some highest viewpoints to rewild our subconscious. Let's do it. First of all, imagine that you are perfectly healthy. See yourself as perfectly healthy right now. Strong. See yourself as strong, as strong as you want to be. See that person. See yourself as energetic. How would you walk? How, see yourself walking. How would you carry yourself? How would a person that's perfectly healthy and strong and energetic be walking? You know what it looks like. See yourself in that role. Now say this out loud. Say, I am perfect and whole. I am perfect and whole. And the image that I just created. And the image that I just created. Belongs to me. Belongs to me. That's who I am. That's who I am. I was created in that image. I was created in that image. I'm manifesting that image. I'm manifesting that image. I am whole. I am whole. Okay, now I want you just to imagine that you're very, very wealthy. See yourself with the financial resources to be able to write a check for whatever house you desire. Not go out and put a down payment on it. You're writing a check for it. You might need to write small so you can get all those zeros in there. <laughs> but you just pull out your checkbook and you write, you see the house you like? You've flown over it? Yeah, you approve. It's exactly your heart's desire. You were going to write a check now. Write a check if you should choose also to purchase an airplane. What kind of plane is it? See it. Now go and write a check for it. Those are two substantial purchases. You just saw yourself doing that. Now say this out loud. Say, I attract infinite financial abundance. 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 Hold that thought. Now imagine... Imagine that you are right now, today, being exactly who you desire to be. Who is that? That's, the, that's who you're going through the day being. 
That's who you're going to be tomorrow. That's who you are right now. Imagine that. See yourself as that person, the one you desire to be. Now, say this out loud. Say, I love who I am. I love who I am. I still see who I am. I'm seeing that. I still see who I am. Yeah. Okay. And say now, I appreciate my uniqueness. I appreciate my uniqueness. I love who I am. I love who I am. And I appreciate my uniqueness. I appreciate my uniqueness. I love who I am. I love who I am. I appreciate my uniqueness. I appreciate my uniqueness. I love who I am. I love who I am. I appreciate my uniqueness. I appreciate my uniqueness. Now imagine that you have the genius of follow through. You don't even know what it means to stop short, to cave in or quit. You're that person. Not only do you have these amazing thoughts, but you never stop and you don't ever quit. You see yourself, you follow through with an intensity and you're seizing every day as though this is the day that you're going to follow through completely. There are no more days where you stop short and that you quit and cave in because you have a passion for what you're doing. What you're doing is life. It's the essence. It's the substance that you're celebrating this life with. Imagine that right now. See it. that you, You're following through and to fearlessly and aggressively go after exactly what you're imagining to manifest. Now say this. Everything I do prospers. 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 Everything that I do prospers. Everything that I do prospers. Imagine that you are doing every day the very thing that you're most talented in. That's what you've done today. All day, you're doing that thing that you have the most talent for. It's your purpose, and you know it because you're passionate about it. Imagine that. See it. Now say this. I'm wonderfully blessed. I'm wonderfully blessed. And financially blessed. And financially blessed. By using my talents. By using my talents. I'm wonderfully blessed. I'm wonderfully blessed. And financially blessed. And financially blessed. By using my talents. By using my talents. Imagine you've always been who you've chosen to be. Imagine that you've never been anything other than what you've chosen to be your entire life. That's what you've always been and always will be. See yourself as your best self right now. Be grateful for that because that's who you are. Aggressively, passionately, boldly, fearlessly, that's who you are. Now say this. I let go of my past. I let go of my past. And embrace right now my best self. And embrace right now my best self. I let go of my past. I let go of my past. I'm not my past. I'm not my past. My past is just a bunch of thoughts in my head. <laughs> my past is just a bunch of thoughts in my head. It's not who I am. It's not who I am. I am wonderfully made. I am wonderfully made. Prosperous and abundant. Prosperous and abundant. I'm wealthy. I'm wealthy. I'm rich. I'm rich. I'm healthy. I'm healthy. I'm strong. I'm strong. I'm mentally quick. I am mentally quick. I'm energetic. I'm energetic. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm full of joy. I'm full of joy. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm full of life. Full of life. Vitality. Vitality. I have expectant hope. I have expectant hope. My life is to the full and overflowing. My life is to the full and overflowing. That's rewilding the subconscious. That's rewilding the subconscious. That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> We're done. We're done. Oh, sorry. I was on a roll. Yeah, I was into good. it. You I really was digging were. it. But that's it. Wow. 
boom, mic drop. That's it. Mm. Beautiful. Works. I'm telling you, that works and Mm. it changes your life. And so this is the way of life for the kinetic believer. And this is a daily practice. It's not just something that you should do just the once you may hear this podcast. This is the way of life. You do this and continue in this and don't waver. Don't become double-minded. Don't doubt yourself. Stay the course, and you will begin manifesting things that you never thought or imagined possible, but they will always be according to the energetics of your heart's desire. Because, look, this life is about being in uh, partnership with the one that created you. There's so much more out there than we can think of or imagine. Our part is to start thinking Start imagining with positivity and holding on to those best thoughts and a desire and for the wisdom for living our best life. And the law of attraction has the substance of that to bring it into what you're hoping for, to manifest in ways that, oh, just hold on. It's going to be so good for you. Well, and something that's washing over me about your teaching today is that we are all in a time where our inner dialogue has probably um, expanded by a lot. We're probably having a lot because of that, the nature of isolation. We have a lot more opportunity for thoughts. We have a lot more volume for thoughts. And so understanding how this works and implementing what you've taught us today is going to make this experience a very rich one and really seize this opportunity. For the kinetic believer, this isn't a time for isolation. This is a time for recalibration. Mm. I and like that's that. the way we see it. We're all recalibrating right yeah. now. Seize the opportunity. What a what a uh, blessing this is for every single positive kinetic believer. Mm. How often does it come around that the entire world stops just for you yes. to recalibrate and rewild yes. your best self? Yes. And we're believing that everyone listening is healthy and safe and full of light. And we are in this together. Aligning those positive energetics and expectations with every single person that's listening right now. Absolutely. Fantastic. Okay. Wow. Exciting podcast. I'm, I feel very energized. <laughs> I do too. I feel like the rock. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, I like you just like you okay. are. Okay. <laughs> I need to go get bulk, bulk up. <laughs> All right. StephenCanyon.com is the website. Yeah. Kinetic Belief at uh, StephenCanyon.com is the email address. Thanks again, Vincent. Always uh, enjoy hearing from a buck. Yeah, love it. Maybe, okay. we'll, maybe we'll get over there when all this is said and done and we'll do one of our retreats in your area. Amsterdam is beautiful, isn't right. it? Oh, yeah. Can't yeah. wait for that. I just want to ride bikes over there. I know. That looks <laughs> like so much culture. fun, doesn't it? It's yeah. like my mothership or something, all yeah. the bicycles over there. I love it. Okay, well, thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye.